This is the Adams Road Podcast, an outreach of the Christian music ministry Adams Road. We study verse by verse through the Bible and share music filled with God's Word. Let's start today by listening through Acts chapter 19, verses 23 to 32. About that time there arose no small stir concerning the way. For a certain man named Demetrius, a silversmith who made silver shrines of Artemis, brought no little business to the craftsmen, whom he gathered together with the workmen of like occupation, and said, Sirs, you know that by this business we have our wealth. You see and hear that not at Ephesus alone, but almost throughout all Asia, this Paul has persuaded and turned away many people, saying that they are no gods that are made with hands. Not only is there danger that this our trade come into disrepute, but also that the temple of the great goddess Artemis will be counted as nothing and her majesty destroyed, whom all Asia and the world worships. When they heard this, they were filled with anger and cried out, saying, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians. The whole city was filled with confusion, and they rushed with one accord into the theater. Having seized Gaius and Aristarchus, men of Macedonia, Paul's companions in travel, when Paul wanted to enter into the people, the disciples didn't allow him. Certain also of the Asiarchs, being his friends, sent to him and begged him not to venture into the theater. Some therefore cried one thing and some another, for the assembly was in confusion. Most of them didn't know why they had come together. In verse 27 here in Acts 19, Demetrius masks his campaign under a quote-unquote noble cause. The crux of the issue was that the spread of Christianity in Ephesus was affecting his bottom line. He was losing money. To further justify his crusade against Paul and the believers before the larger crowd, Demetrius makes the face and heart of his campaign all about exalting, defending the honor of, preserving the superiority of their goddess Artemis, for which the people loved and worshipped. He said, quote, Not only is there danger that this our trade come into disrepute, but also that the temple of the great goddess Artemis will be counted as nothing and her majesty destroyed, whom all Asia and the world worships." End quote. He appealed to both their financial appetite and cultural pride. Today, people still do the same thing. A person can take advantage of people's passions and devotions to manipulate a scenario that works in his favor. He can use various deceptive means in pursuing a goal did Demetrius really care that much about whether Artemis was, quote, counted as nothing and her majesty was destroyed, end quote, if it didn't affect his bottom line? Maybe he wouldn't have cared enough to incite a riot, at the least. But the true motivation behind his crusade against the Ephesian believers appeared foundationally to be financial in nature. It can be convicting at times, but perhaps useful, to be honest with ourselves as we self-reflect in various situations. We can be on guard regarding the intent of our hearts. 
What motivates us to do whatever it is we do as believers? Check to see whether our motives, even in doing good, stem from a pure and sincere heart of devotion to Christ, or from lust for selfish gain, for example. Are we really doing X or Y for God's glory or for ours? What if we made the face of our outward campaign to accomplish an underhanded and ulterior goal? The name of Jesus? Starving children in Africa? Cancer research? In the case of Demetrius, whether for the glory of Artemis or for his own selfish gain, his campaign was against Christ. He incited the crowds against the Christians in zeal for Artemis. Verse 29 says, When they heard this, they were filled with anger and cried out, saying, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians. When people get angry, they're often more prone to act on their whims. When a large crowd is filled with angry people, I think the effect is amplified exponentially. The odds for trouble greatly increase. Think about some of the stupidest and most regrettable things you've said or done. Aren't they so often in a moment of intense emotion, ruled more so by passions than by reason? Demetrius was angry, and now so were the crowds. Why again was Demetrius so angry and then the crowds? Paul's message was for people to turn from idols to faith in the living God. Indeed, a threat to those who loved their idols didn't want to give them up especially to those who benefited financially from them, we shouldn't be surprised when sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ is met with zealous opposition. A message for Jesus is also a message against anything that opposes his word and ways. Imagine if a significant amount, say even the majority of Americans, were suddenly truly saved by the gospel of grace. A fruit of the gospel taking hold in people's lives is to no longer live for human passions, but for the will of God. How would such a mass of transformed lives impact our economy today? Which type of businesses, do you think, would suffer most as people invested less in sinful and fleshly pursuits as they turned from their idols to serve the living God? Would golf courses be less congested on Sunday mornings with more pews in the churches filled? Would sporting events lose attendance? Would Hollywood go broke? Would bars have to shut down? Would those whose livelihoods depend on the gluttonous overindulgence of worldly pursuits suffer financially? Oh, that our land would be so impacted and transformed by the gospel of Jesus Christ that there are riots here like there were in Ephesus. Oh, that Jesus would have such an impact through his people that the world would have no choice but to respond one way or the other. Whether that be in faith towards God and in rejection of their idols, or in rejection and opposition of Christ's work because it exposes and destroys their works of darkness. Such aggressive moves against God's people can only mean Christians are doing something right. After all, we know that those who live out godly lives as Christians will suffer persecution. Let's keep reading starting in verse 29. The whole city was filled with confusion, and they rushed with one accord into the theater, having seized Gaius and Aristarchus, men of Macedonia, Paul's companions in travel. When Paul wanted to enter into the people, the disciples didn't allow him, 
certain also of the Asiarchs, being his friends, sent to him and begged him not to venture into the theater. Incited by Demetrius, this angry Ephesian crowd was shouting, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians! This caused the entire city to be filled with confusion, so they all rush into the theater and grab a couple of Paul's travel companions, Gaius and Aristarchus. Now Paul, being Paul, of course, wanted to have a chance to speak before the people in the theater. They had taken his companions, but the locals knew this could get bad. So the disciples there stopped Paul from going into the theater. Not only them, but some of Paul's friends who were Asiarchs begged him to stay away from there. Community in Christ is so essential. Sometimes we have blind spots. Even the Apostle Paul had blind spots. Believers in community can exhort and encourage one another with wisdom and from experience out of sincere love. It's nice to have a team around us who's willing to look out for our best interests. Moving on. Some therefore cried one thing, some another. For the assembly was in confusion. Most of them didn't know why they had come together. Now that old theater was known to have had really good acoustics. It must have been deafening. Ever been in a loud room with noise and chaos? Many of these Ephesians didn't even know why they had come together. They probably just heard something was going down in town and wanted to be part of the action. Verse 32 says the assembly was in confusion. We know from 1 Corinthians 14, verse 33, that God is not a God of confusion, but of peace. This riot may have been inspired by something, but definitely not by God. Adoption. I'm unworthy of 
That was I Am from the Adams Road album, Son of Man.
That was Abba Father from the Adams Road album, Son of Man.
This is the Adams Road Podcast, an outreach of the Christian music ministry Adams Road. You can learn more about us at AdamsRoadMinistry.com. Again, that's AdamsRoadMinistry.com. We release a new podcast episode every Saturday. Join us next episode as we examine Acts chapter 19, verses 33 to 41. Grace and peace be with you all.